you're listening to the full version of Getting Ahead with me, Adam Stewart. This week I talked to John Powell, the Enterprise Team Manager at Lancaster University. We talk about enterprise and university and how students can make the most of all the opportunities available to them. Hi everyone, thanks for listening in to this week's edition of Getting Ahead. My guest this week has played the role of an entrepreneur and is now in numerous roles to support entrepreneurs. I'm really excited this week to welcome John Powell. Thanks for joining me, John. Hi Adam, no problem. Now, according to your LinkedIn, you've got numerous roles at the moment. You may even have more that aren't even advertised on there. Uh, It seems that you're the Enterprise Team Manager at Lancaster University. You're the Director of Employer Solutions. You're on the Board of Directors for Enterprise Education UK. And you're a Director at Lancaster District Chamber of Commerce. First of all, just give me a quick overview of these different roles, what they entail, and and what it is you're doing on a day-to-day basis. Okay, thanks, Adam. Um, Well, the day job is, in essence, the big one in terms of working at Lancaster University as the Enterprise Team Manager. In essence, me and my team coordinate and provide leadership around the enterprise education entrepreneurship support agenda. So right from one end of the spectrum, supporting students, graduates and staff who are looking to start their own business, right through at the other end of the spectrum, trying to embed enterprise education, um, support, skills development and experiences into the curriculum or through co-curricular workshops and activities. We run business plan competitions, we have startup funds, we put on events with guest speakers and alumni that have run their own business, come to talk about their stories of, of their entrepreneurial journey. Um, and that whole agenda, really, in terms of employability and enterprise, uh, myself and the team coordinate that and provide leadership at the university. Um, in terms of your roles, well, that leads on to Enterprise Educators UK, which is a membership organisation for predominantly universities that have uh, people within their staff that provide a similar role in terms of supporting enterprise and enterprise education. So EUK is a membership organisation for universities to empower and support their staff to improve their enterprise education offer. So it's a network, uh, we have conference uh, and kind of best practice uh, enterprise exchange events to support the development of those individual enterprise educators. Um, Employer Solutions is a HR consultancy. I was involved as a startup when I was a student um, back in the day uh, at Lancaster University. And in essence, it's a HR consultancy. Uh, we take uh, an employee handbook for an organisation or we write an employee handbook for an organisation. We host it on, online. We keep it up to date when legislation changes and we provide a support service uh, and charge a, a fee for doing so. And the Chamber of Commerce, the Chamber North Lancashire, is the Chamber of Commerce for this area, and that is another membership organisation to support the the members within the Lancaster district and and, and wider field to grow, to develop their own business, to generate new leads and to export. Uh, And the Chamber also provides a kind of lobbying function to ensure that the voice of its membership is heard by the local council, the local economic partnerships, etc., to put forward the best possible case for business in Lancaster. So basically, you're living and breathing entrepreneurship and enterprise. Every single role, every single angle of it possible seems to be to do with enterprise and entrepreneurship in, in some sense. What is it that really got you interested in, in enterprise, if we give that as the generic term? What sparked that interest initially and what's made you carry on with roles within that environment? Well, I guess the spark, Adam, was when I was starting Employee Solutions Limited, uh, so I was a, an undergraduate student, like most people that had just joined us on campus in the last week, 
I had um, an aspiration to get some work experience through the summer, so I applied for for the placement to work with a chap who was self-employed. Um, and for some reason, I woke up one day and decided, well, actually, this this has huge potential. This is really scalable. So I convinced him that we should start a business together to try and commercialise this this product we were developing. I didn't really know where that came from in, in the sense that I didn't know anyone that ran their own business or started their own business and it wasn't really something that had been mentioned to me at, at university as an option, as a, a kind of employment option or, or something, certainly something to do while you were a student. So I was, I was starting this business uh, with a chap who was uh, a few years older than me and um, I thought I'd better go and ask for some help. And so I thought I'd go and knock on a few doors at university and, and try and see if there's any advice any guidance any support was available um, and in essence I knocked on a lot knocked on a lot of doors and was kind of told well, why why are you doing this just focus on your studies just go and get your degree uh, until eventually um, someone did open the door and, and speak to me and, and encouraged me and, uh, and I decided it was the right thing to do started the business but that point I still wasn't quite satisfied in, in, in terms of wanting some sort of support, so it seemed like a good idea to uh, to start a, a society. So I started the Entrepreneur Society. Um, I did that by convincing the data protection officer, because we used to have one of those on campus, to give me the home address of every student who was studying a degree at Lancaster University. And I wrote every student that was studying a degree at Lancaster University a letter in the summer and asked them if they were interested in, in starting an Entrepreneur Society with me. And uh, amazingly, a few people were, uh, and so they came. We got in touch, and so we, we started the society. Uh, and the idea there for myself was to surround myself with like-minded individuals who were hopefully starting their own business, and, and we can, you know, share some of those stories and share some of those woes and, and work with one another. It turned out actually most of the people that were um, interested and joined the society were really interested in it as a box-ticking exercise to get it on on the CV. So that was a shame. Um, but in essence, that got me kind of interested in, in kind of enterprise education and, and, and you know how we how we support other people to uh, to to realise their potential and start their own business. Uh, and in essence, that's what I've been doing since. Uh, so through various means, uh, I managed to kind of get employment at the university, and I've been driving forward uh, this agenda ever since. You say that a lot of the things you were doing you realised fell under the umbrella of enterprise education, even though it may not have been intentional, you may not realise that was the term used to describe it. I remember sitting in one of my first year lectures for entrepreneurship and the topic of enterprise education was brought up, but it was brought up with the question of what really is enterprise education? Can you really define it? What role does it play in, in developing entrepreneurs? What do you think about that? What what do you describe entrepreneurship or enterprise education as? Well, it's an interesting question. It's it's one that um, we've been tying with with a number of years in terms of my role with Enterprise Educators UK and, and supporting other people that are trying to empower their students and, and develop entrepreneurial potential in, in others. Thankfully, over a couple of years ago, the, the QAA, the Quality Assurance Agency, working with EUK and, and other stakeholders, came up with a definition for enterprise education and entrepreneurship education. I'm not going to written down in front of me, but it's along the lines of uh, enterprise education is around creating and supporting individuals to develop the skills that would enable them to make something happen. So giving them potentially opportunities to develop entrepreneurial behaviour. Whereas entrepreneurship education specifically is around 
doing those things, but in the context of starting a new business or a new social enterprise. So not just uh, enterprise skills and those transferable skills, but also the knowledge that you take those to make a new business happen. It, it's interesting though, because whilst we talk about enterprise education, entrepreneurship education, and, and defining it there in a very academic way, of course I work for a university, the language can be really, really challenging in terms of the word entrepreneurship can switch an awful lot of people off. So you have to be very kind of careful about the negative use of the word entrepreneurship. People sometimes just think of Alan Sugar or Richard Branson and one of these well-known entrepreneurs. And if you're a student studying computer science or fine art, then potentially that's not someone you look up to as a role model. It's not someone you associate with. So sometimes we use the, the language around kind of failing forward or innovation or freelancing because that's the sort of language that students use and that's the sort of language that they perceive they might be applicable to them in their future career. So whilst we can define enterprise education, entrepreneurship education in a very academic way, that's not always the language we use when we're talking about it, communicating it, promoting it to students to try and, try and engage with them to, to develop their potential. I completely agree that there can be the, the negative opinion against some of the terminology of, of entrepreneur and that's why I think it's so important to categorize things as enterprise or, or even innovation or things like that. How important do you think it is, regardless of whether it is starting your own business or whether it is freelance or just making money from your own hobbies, how important are the natural abilities, so to speak? Some people argue that, I'll, I'll call it entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs are born rather than made, but that's because they think it's to do with the grit or the determination to follow a passion. And regardless of whether that is completely starting your own business or if it's just through freelancing in your spare time, they both still require commitment from an individual to, to put in the extra work to follow their own passions and to want to pursue something. Do you think the drive that carries that forward within a student can be taught or passed on from someone like yourself through your mentoring schemes? Or is it something that is unique to individuals and really you're just trying to enhance it in people and bring it out and, and show them how they can apply these these natural abilities or this natural drive to their passions in whatever that might be? Thanks, Adam. Well, if, if I thought it couldn't be taught in, in any way, then I'd, I'd probably be wasting my time. So, uh, so clearly I do think it can be taught uh, in terms of people can become more entrepreneurial or they can develop better enterprise employability skills and they can change their mindset to be more entrepreneurial, to, to, to be maybe potentially more of a risk taker. Um, is it born or made or are entrepreneurs born or made? I'll sit on the fence in terms of saying I think it's a bit of both. Um, really I think what's important is kind of tenacity. So an individual that's you know willing to take risks but is also willing for things to fail, is willing to try again and to keep going and not take no for an answer in terms of the first piece of negative feedback they hear about their idea or, or their business. So a lot of it really in terms of born or made is, is actually about making the most out of potential. So I won't deny that some people have um, maybe greater potential in terms of the opportunities that are presented to them. So if they come from a more affluent background, it might be easier for them to raise finance, they might be surrounded with more role models of people that have started or, or run their own businesses, be they family businesses or businesses they, they've started themselves. So you might have more role models in, in terms of uh, you know, being lucky in terms of how you're born. Uh, and certainly in terms of personality, then there are some people you look at and think, well, they're 
very, very entrepreneurial in terms of their personality. But I do think um, certainly that the skills uh, and creating opportunities to develop the behaviours, uh, the skills can be taught and those opportunities can be created. Uh, for me, it's not trying to make everybody into an entrepreneur, but it's trying to make the most out of everybody's potential. So we can all be more entrepreneurial, whether that is actually going on to start our own business or not, I don't think really matters. The, the biggest driver for me isn't how many of my students or how many of the students at Lancaster University go on to start a business. Yes, it's one measure, but actually it's about unlock, unlocking the potential in as many people as we can, for working with as many people as we can. And when I say unlocking that potential, I don't just mean in terms of potential to start a business, but their entrepreneurial potential. So really what we want is people to go out there and have a positive contribution and make a difference in society through whatever means uh, that is. It's not just about starting businesses. So is it born or made? I think it is an aspect of both. You can definitely support people to be more entrepreneurial and to maximise the potential that they have. But no, we can't make everybody an entrepreneur. If you say you can't take a group of students and turn them all into entrepreneurs, it shows that there is something that will separate people from the initial stage. Maybe you've got the the groundwork in place for you to then build on through the nurturing and the enterprise education. How possible is it for you and whether you can define what it is that, that you see or what it is that comes across, but how well can you spot people from a first meeting or, or, or from knowing them from, uh, from a couple of meetings, whether they have what it takes or, or whether they have spark of something something special something different that will separate from separate them from the crowd do people portray those sorts of things can, can you notice that in people or is everyone a bit of a blank canvas until you properly get to know them no you, you can see it, adam um, i can think of a few occasions where you meet a, a student for the first time and you're kind of blown away you think wow this person is going to make it when I say make it, I don't know in, in what sense you're going to make it, but you can just see. It all comes back to that tenacity I was talking about earlier. They're just so switched on. They're so focused. They really, really get it in terms of understanding the whole business modelling side of things. They understand they're going to have face setbacks. They understand that it's going to be really, really challenging. But you're just so impressed by the progress that they've made to date in terms of it coming to you with something that's quite rounded and very well thought through. So a lot of the times, actually, it's not even that business that, that has the potential to, to make it. You're not seeing that business as the vehicle for which they're going to be successful. You're just seeing that in the, in the individual, in the fact that they've been so tenacious, they've worked so hard. They've really been able to demonstrate that they understand how the business model uh, around their business idea is going to work. Uh, and, yeah, it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's, it's inspiring, uh, and I get inspired by students all the time. But as I said earlier, it's, we're not just about creating as many entrepreneurs and as many startup businesses as we can from our student and graduate body. It's about trying to make as many people as we can more entrepreneurial so that they're unlocking their potential so they can go off and have a positive contribution on, on society. So yes, you can spot the odd one, but again, that's not necessarily why we do it. We really want to unlock the potential of as many people as possible. Before we go on to the role that you're playing right now in university, I want to talk about the role university has played for you while you were there as a student. What did you take away? How important was the academic side and how important was the side of trying something new and wanting to start your own business? 
and looking back, what was missing in terms of providing that support for you when you did want to start your own business? Thanks, Adam. Um, what was well, obviously the, the academic side of things wasn't important to the extent, but you come to university to get a degree. Um, you come to university to unlock that potential in yourself, and through getting a degree, you're able to demonstrate that potential to others. Um, but the academic side of things certainly isn't the be-all and the end-all. Um, there's an important kind of role for universities to play in developing the individual and, and developing their potential. And actually, I think I learned an awful lot, possibly more, outside of the classroom, outside of my degree from my time at university than I did inside the classroom. So I think, for example, the, the kind of colleges and societies play a huge role in, in developing yourself. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I set up the, the Entrepreneur Society and, and that was great and I learned an awful lot from that. But actually, I think I learned just as much from some of the sports teams. So I was pool captain, I played on the darts team and what I learned as pool captain in terms of leadership was certainly more useful than, than what I learned in terms of academic theory on, on, on leadership. So I had to you know, motivate a team of diverse people from different backgrounds studying different degrees and trying to get the best from them. Uh, on the green blaze while playing pool um, so that took an awful lot of um, of kind of learning and, and developing new kind of coaching styles and, and, and the like so yeah I think there's an awful lot to, to kind of take from university outside of the classroom and, and outside of the, outside of your degree and to be honest if, if I could travel back in time now and talk to myself as I was entering university then I'd, uh, I'd have some stern words for myself in terms of maximising those opportunities that were available available to me at university. Um, I could have done more, I should have tried more new things and got involved with more, more societies and more clubs uh, and really taken advantage of all those fantastic opportunities. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I, I learned an awful lot, I made some fantastic friends um, and through the societies and the clubs and you know, in my case the bar sports, then I got to meet people from all different disciplines, from different degree schemes. Uh, through the college system that I wouldn't have met otherwise potentially through my degree and they're the people that have turned into lifelong friends it's not people on my course but it's people who are studying at Lancaster and doing completely different degrees and if it wasn't for um, wasn't for those opportunities in the college system, the clubs, the societies then I probably wouldn't have met those people from different disciplines and formed those, uh, formed those friendships um, so yeah it was uh, it was a great experience. Um, the degree was fantastic, but also what I learned outside the degree was was equally useful and, and and equally inspiring. You're able to look back and give yourself some stern words of advice about what you should have done or or taken advantage of more often. Now that you're in a position where you're offering support to university students and you're able to see new students coming in every year, you're able to see students graduating. Whether you can answer this or or, or not. What is it that students do now that that you don't like, that, that annoys you? Are, are students taking advantage of things enough or uh, do you notice a change in student behaviour and it's something that you think just isn't quite right and students just aren't quite taking advantage of what's available enough? Or, or can you turn around and say that all students are going in full throttle and, and getting involved in, in everything and having a whale of a time? No. Certainly, in terms of students taking advantage of opportunities, they don't, um, and it can be quite frustrating. So I work with a fantastic team uh, that put on lots of events, activities, create lots of opportunities for students to engage, to, to develop, as do my colleagues across campus in the departments. 
in the career service, uh, for, uh, in student union, what really frustrates us is when students don't turn up. You know, we sign up for events. There's clearly an interest there, so we, we sign up, we say we're going to come, you organise the event, you book the room, you book the catering, and they don't show up. It's really frustrating, really frustrating, and sometimes you can get 50% dropout rates. And, and, of course, it's really hard to, to pin down exactly why, because the people you want to ask about why they're not there aren't there. Um, so that's very frustrating, and, and I think you can probably boil it down to the fact that some students just don't value it enough. So they're quite happy to sign up for it, uh, but when it comes between that particular event and, and just meeting up with a friend for a beer, they, they pick their friend for a beer. Um, you obviously get really one chance at university and the, the opportunities are available to you through the societies, through the clubs, through teams like, like mine and the enterprise team are just amazing. The opportunities that you won't get at any other point in your life and it's really, really frustrating when students don't take advantage of those opportunities. Or equally, they try and take advantage of those opportunities in week 10 of the summer term in their third year and you know, knock on potentially the career service door and say, right, okay, I've finished my degree, I need a job now, what can you do for me? And it really should be a case of, no, what can you do for yourself? What have you done to differentiate yourself from the crowd? There's an awful lot of people out there getting degrees from good universities like Lancaster University. How do you stand out? How do you look different? What's you, your USP? What have you done outside the curriculum? What skills have you developed? What change have you made on society already? Because they're the sorts of people that employers want to recruit, someone that's going to come into their organisation and make a difference and make something happen. So that is frustrating when we put on these opportunities for students and they don't engage, they don't value it. And actually, it tends to be more UK students that, that don't engage. The EU students and the, the non-EU students, uh, the non-UK non students, do tend to come to events proportionally more than UK students. We don't necessarily know why that is. Maybe it's because they uh, they value it more. Maybe it's because you could argue they're more entrepreneurial because they've come to study in a foreign country. I don't know. But it is frustrating because they're the people that will be our employers uh, and rev revenue and uh, value and uh, economic development individuals of the future. In, in Them will be paying for my pension. So I really want them to come to our events and... and unlock their potential and demonstrate value and create wealth in the economy. So I can have a pension in 20, 30 years' time. So, yeah, that is really, really, really frustrating. Uh, and we try and understand why students don't engage and we try and adapt um, our offer accordingly, run it at different times of the day, run it in the evenings, run it in weekends. Um, yet still lots of students don't engage. So frustrating, but sometimes what can you do? As you've mentioned earlier, whilst you were at university, you set up the Entrepreneur Society, and I'm proud to say that I became vice president of that society in my second year at university, still going strong. As you also mentioned that you were involved in the in the bar sports teams, and you got real value out of interacting with other students in in a different context or a different environment away from your lectures. You were able to to lead other students. You're probably able to learn from other students in the Entrepreneur Society, sharing stories. Universities can do as much as they want to improve their lecturers, their, their courses, the academic side. They can build new facilities, they can provide new support services, but they can't necessarily always control the other students at the university. And for me, it was other students that provided a lot of value and created a lot of opportunities and ultimately taught me a lot of lessons. Would you agree that the actual interaction with other students 
makes up a large proportion of the value of universities and is it true that universities can't really do much to, to control that because at the end of the day it's all about who turns up yeah absolutely adam in, in terms of other students and the value they add to your um, education and your experience at university absolutely agree with you um, but i'd say it's not about control you mentioned in terms of universities can't control that it's not about control, it's about universities trying to develop the infrastructure, the space, the frameworks, if you like, for those interactions to take place. So that, that can happen through the colleges. So we have a collegiate system here at Lancaster, which is excellent uh, and fairly unique in the sense that that represents our pastoral support infrastructure. And it's through the colleges and the college teams that you can meet people from different disciplines, studying different degrees. Um, that that was excellent and as I mentioned earlier that's where I met most of my kind of lifelong friends from my university days but also as you said the Entrepreneur Society and other societies and clubs so you have a shared passion and interest and hobby whether it's football or dancing so join a society and meet like-minded individuals that share that passion uh, and you might realise that, that you've got other things that you, you kind of share it might be but actually that passion's enough and you, you're studying different degrees and you different, bring different skill sets potentially to the table and based on that passion and, and those relationships you might decide that there's an innovative idea that you, that you want to develop so the, the societies and clubs and the college system really creates that excellent framework for students to meet one another outside of the degrees and outside of their kind of academic degree uh, life here at university but yeah absolutely in terms of Getting the most out of university, it is a lot about those interactions with other students. It's not chalk and talk in terms of a lecture standing at the front and telling you the answer and talking you through how to get there. It's throwing yourself into it. It's meeting new people. It's those relationships. It's that networking. So no, universities can't control that, but they can try and develop an infrastructure, the space and a framework to try and facilitate those, those interactions so that people can meet, can innovate, can work together and can, you know, through working together, unlock their potential from, from one another. I completely agree. And as you say, it provides so much value to, to university students. I think it's, it's fair to say both, both you and I would agree that some, some good advice for any student starting university now would be to make sure you do interact with people from different degrees and with different interests. It's not always just about your specific course. It is about the, the extracurricular stuff as well. So that leads on nicely to the, to the final question. The theme of these podcasts for me is about getting ahead and it's about people going above and beyond in their given situation, whether it's starting a business whilst at university or whether it's doing extra things outside of your course to build up the skills to go off into a different career. But what I want to know from you, John, is what's your one piece of generic advice for anybody in any situation for them to really get ahead and, and maximise their potential? Okay, thanks, Adam. Um, I think it comes back to something I mentioned earlier in terms of that tenacity. So someone that will keep going in the face of adversity. So my kind of one piece of generic advice is kind of a quote from uh, from Rocky Balboa in terms of, you know, it's not about how hard you can get hit, it's about how hard you can get hit and keep on moving forward. So that tenacity, that being able to take the knocks, that taking no for an answer, that throwing yourself in at the deep end, that really separates the wheat from the chaff and that really enables you to unlock your potential as an individual, whether that's through a career 
in academia, through a, a career as an entrepreneur and starting your own businesses, or just going out there into the world of work on a graduate training scheme or working for a local SME. If you've got that tenacity to work hard, to keep working hard, to make the odd mistake and still keep trying and, and still keep moving forward, then that's the one piece of advice uh, I'd give to you, to, to follow that, to keep doing that, and you'll be successful in whatever field you try and apply yourself in the future. Fantastic. Definitely agree with, with everything you said just there. And that brings it to the end of this week's episode of Getting Your Head. Thanks a lot for joining me, John. If people want to find out more about yourself, make sure you go online and check out the Enterprise Centre at Lancaster University. Check out the different roles John's doing. If you've got any questions about enterprise education, he's definitely your man. I'll link up the, the necessary links with this blog, with this podcast as well. Thanks for joining me, John. Thanks, Adam. Really appreciate that. Um, yep, I hope everything's going well with you and thank you very much for anyone that's listening. That was Getting Ahead with me, Adam Stewart. If you want to listen to previous episodes, you can find them on my website, adamianstewart.com or on my iTunes feed. Make sure you subscribe. New shows coming out bi-weekly. 